0: Here's what I wanna do. I'm gonna read a scripture with you this morning. If you got your Bible, turn to the book of John, chapter one. You don't have to stand this morning for the reading of God's Word. We're just gonna read through this. I wanna stop along the way. I wanna point out to you just a few things. I'm going to start reading in the Gospel of John, chapter 1. I'm going to read verse 1. I'm going to go through 18. It says, In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. One of the things that I want you to, to think about right there is that John wrote this book and he actually said at the end of his book in John chapter 20 um, verse 30 or somewhere around in there. He said at the end of the book he said this is the purpose of me writing this book. I'm writing this book so that you may believe in the only Son. Here it is. These are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ the Son of God and that by believing you may have life in His name. So when you read the Gospel of John, you need to keep this in light that John said, here's why I wrote this book. And when you have this purpose in mind, you can better understand what he's trying to do. So the first thing that John wants to do is he wants to tell you who Jesus is. Who is the one that's been born the King of the Jews? And this is who He is. First off, He was in the beginning with God. In other words... John takes and he echoes the same phrase from Genesis chapter 1 where he said, In the beginning, God created. And so, in the beginning, Jesus was with God. And so, the point that John is trying to make is that Jesus has eternally existed with God before what you understand as time ever existed. Time did not exist in God's capacity, God created time, He exists outside of His creation. And so here he says that first thing you need to know about Jesus is that He eternally existed with God in the beginning. Not only that, the Word was with God. The Word was with God. It was equal to God. It wasn't under God or above God. It was equal to God. The Word was with God. And so He eternally existed with God. He was one equal with God. And so we see those two things. The next thing we see, and the Word was God. So the point that John wants you to know this morning is that Jesus Christ is God in the flesh. As I told you a minute ago, Psalm chapter 49 says, a man cannot pay another man's ransom. It's too high. Truly, no man can ransom another or give to God the price of his life. It is way too high. It is costly and it can never suffice. You couldn't pay it. No sinner could ever pay what needed to be paid. But go down to verse 15 for me in that, um, Nathan, same psalm. But what? But God will. You can't pay it. But God will. And this is the reason why God came in the flesh. Christ came at Christmas to ransom you from your sin. Going back to John, verse 2. It's just another way to repeat what he said in verse 1. He was in the beginning with God. But now how do we know that we are interpreting this correctly, that Jesus is indeed God? Well, let's go to verse 3. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. John is just trying to help you understand that guys you are hearing a christmas story from the perspective of an apostle that you couldn't have got had you been standing in front of the manger when Christ was born. He's showing you the behind the scenes here of what's going on. The shepherds didn't get this message. Mary didn't get this message. Mary said, "But how will these things be since I'm a virgin?" Even Mary looked at this whole thing and she said, I don't understand. I get it that I'm going to have a child, but how is this... She was full of confusion and she was full of questions. But here we have the apostle giving you the the behind-the-scenes look and he wants you to understand something, guys. God himself, the creator of all creation, became part of his creation for you. He became a babe with a mother named Mary that had to change his poopy diapers. The creator of all things had to have his diaper changed. Do you see that? And he came here for the purpose of living a life as a man so that he could relate to the, to, to the struggles that you face, so that he could be your great high priest, so that you could have access to God and you could come to him at any time with anything. We have all those scriptures in Hebrew, namely in Hebrews chapter 4. But let's keep reading. Verse 4. The next thing that John wants you to know is in him was life. Well, if he's the creator of all things, doesn't it make sense that he also has life in him? And why do we need life? Because the life was the light of men. Go to verse 5. The light shines in darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Here's what he's trying to say. Guys, the world of men needed light. Anywhere that there's darkness is because it's void of light, right? And so... He came to, be, to give life because the life was the light that men needed. And so what he's saying here is that men live in a world of darkness. Go to Romans chapter 1 real quick. I want to read through those verses. Romans chapter 1 verse 21. For although they knew God, they did not honor Him as God or give thanks to Him. But they became futile in their thinking. Their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and they exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. Basically, here's what he's saying. Because we didn't want to honor and glorify God and we didn't want to live for God, but instead we wanted to live for ourselves and for all these things that creation has. We exchanged the glory of the Creator for the things that He has made. And we looked at the things that He has made and what did we say? I'd rather have this than you. And therefore, let's see what happened as a result of that in verse 24. Therefore God gave them up in the lusts of their hearts to impurity. So here's the first thing you need to know about this dark world. It comes because we have impure hearts. It comes because our hearts are impure. And He gave it over to the lusts of their hearts to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves, because they exchanged the truth about God, for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the Creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, God gave them up to dishonorable passions. Here's the second thing you need to know about this dark world. Not only do we have impure hearts, but we have dishonorable and impure desires and passions. Things that are not godly. And this is all of mankind. Let's keep reading. For they, and he gives an example of it. He says, For they exchanged natural relations for those that are contrary to nature, and the men likewise gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with passion for one another, men committing shameless acts with men and receiving in themselves the due penalty for their error. But then look at verse 28. We see the third thing that is wrong with this dark world. And since they did not see fit to acknowledge God. You think about that. Here's the root of our sin, guys we always looking at the symptoms and looking at the, um, the sexual immoralities and the drunkenness and all these other things that we see at the world as sin. But here's the root of our sin. Since they did not see fit to acknowledge God. There's the root of it. You know what the root of our sin is? I don't want God. Since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind to do what ought not to be done. Keep reading. They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness. They are gossip, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. You want to know why the world is dark and why it seems to be... How many of you could vouch for me this morning and say, the world seems to be getting a little darker every day? You want to know why? Because we have impure hearts. Because we have impure passions. Because we have debased minds and because we don't want God. And so God gives us over and He says, Okay, let me show you what a world looks like whenever you make your own decisions of right and wrong. And what does that world look like? Dark. Now go back to John with me. John chapter 1 verse 4 again. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. God came into this world because it was a dark world. God came into this world because you and I needed light, and you and I needed life. And this morning, God offers you those two things. When you see the birth of His Son, don't just look at a little baby and go, Oh, oh, baby Jesus. No, He don't want you to look at Him and go, Oh, He wants you to look at Him and go, Oh, I need light because I'm dark. I need light but I can't have light because I can't do good because my heart is dark, my mind is debased, my passions are impure, so what do we do? He said, you must be born again. I want to read one last scripture to you and I'm not even going to finish this. John chapter 3, starting in verse 16. Bring it up for me, Nathan. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, this is Christmas, That whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. Everybody knows that, right? But let's keep going because these are the ones you may not be as familiar with. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world. Guys, here's the promise that God gives you this morning. I didn't come here to condemn. But the problem is the condemnation is already here. I'm not here to condemn. I'm here because the condemnation is already here. He says, God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that through, the wor- that through Him the world might be saved. Keep going with me, verse 18. Whoever believes in Him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only Son, only son of God. Look at this. And this is the judgment, or this is the condemnation that's here. The light, y'all listen closely. The light has come into the world. You can see the darkness of this world very plainly, right? You don't have to be some uh, Bible theologian to see that this world is dark. And he says here that, here is the judgment, light came into the world through Jesus Christ. He lived a life to show you what the light of God looks like and so it would shine on your darkness and you could see it plainly. And light has come into the world, but here's the problem. People love the darkness rather than the light. And the evidence of it was that their works were still evil. He came to give you new life. He came to cause you to be born again. You know what it means to be born again? It means to have a new heart. He gives you a new heart. He wipes the slate clean. He says, here, renew it every day and build on my word and let me teach you what it looks like to live in the light. And He come to give you a new mind. He said, be renewed in the spirit of your mind daily. And I'm going to do that by giving you a clean slate, cleansing you of a sin, and teaching you how to walk in the light with a new heart and a new mind. And with this new heart, I'm going to give you new desires because you're Nature desire says, I don't want God. I don't want God. But the desire I'm going to give you says, I want to want God. Amen. I want to follow God. I want to fight my sin and I want to be in His path. Amen. This Christmas morning, there is no greater gift that you could receive from anybody than the one that Christ offers you Amen. as He came into this world. Amen. He says here that I am the light of the world. I am the one that is shining in the darkness. And whoever will believe on me and put his trust in me and put his faith in me and follow me, whoever will do that, I'll save them. I will save them from the wrath of God no matter how dirty you think you are, no matter how dark you think you are, no matter where you've been. But this is the condemnation, guys. Light has come into the world. It has. And it's showing itself to you right now. But the question is, are you going to love the darkness more than the light? I pray that's not the case with you. And so we're going to have a quick time of invitation this morning. I want to ask Chris to come. As he's coming, can I just finish reading John chapter 1? Just, just read it, that's it. Look at verse 6. There was a man sent from, John, from God whose name was John. Remember, we've been praying our Advent prayer as being, God, fill us with all joy and peace in believing so that we may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Well, here's where your joy and peace comes from. Verse 12, But to all who did receive Him, who believed in His name, He gave the right to become children of God, who were born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. The ones who He gives a new heart, a new mind. And He puts you on the path to fight your sin. And then look at verse 14. Just in case you question whether He was talking about Jesus being the Word or not. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen His glory. Glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. It is my prayer this morning that if you don't know Him and you've not put your faith in Him and you have not confessed Him as your Lord and Savior, I pray that you would hear that He wants to give you the right to become a child of God. He wants you to see the light and see your darkness and He wants you to come to the light and He will lead you out of darkness. But that choice is up to you.